part of this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour. I am your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I am the founder and director of Strong Women Co. Uh, And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram for all kinds of cool, inspirational, fun things. And of course, this is your podcast to help empower, inspire, strengthen, um, give you a hug, give you a, a high five, um, tell you you're doing great. Um, uh, and, uh, it is my absolute pleasure to do such a, such a work, such a, uh, a body of work and, to um, bring smiles to faces, but also more than that. I've had a, a few folks reach out to me in the last few weeks talking about how, uh, this podcast had gotten them through some hard times and sometimes just, uh, was something that, that helped them remember, you know, they might be going through a crappy time right now, but there is uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. There is gold at the end of the rainbow. Uh, and of course that means so much, uh, whenever anyone says something like that. Um, and that's what we're here for. Uh, it has been my life's experience that um, people, but women in particular, do not give themselves enough credit and do not um, really have an accurate view of themselves. So that's why uh, we do this. That's why we do the podcast. That's why we have Strong Women Co. is all about helping uh, you be your happiest healthiest, strongest self, and um, just figuring out ways uh, for you to make that happen for yourself and being a support along the way. So of course, I mentioned the Facebook, I mentioned the um, Instagram, and of course, we do have our tribe as well. So you can join our tribe. Just it's a Facebook group. Um, We do inspirational things and just kind of a sister support train that has certainly been a huge value of me of mine um in uh since i created it i guess i don't know maybe it's four months ago now it's hard to time time goes by so fast (laughs) all right and so before we get into um the crux of the show today um let's do our breaths and what's super funny is i don't think i did the breaths on the last episode i don't remember if i did um, but, uh, I don't have a memory of doing them. So I wanted to make sure that we did do our breaths here today. I'm all about breaths too, because I was just recording some meditations in studio. Super fun. Um, oh yes, of course, meditations that, uh, go along with, well, one in particular that goes along with our goddess bracelets and necklaces. Also, uh, we have a pocket goddess as well. You can get all of that on strongwomenco.com, but you can find out through our Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, those are on sale. Finally, um, uh, if you're looking for Christmas presents, um, there's a, it's a bracelet, a handmade uh, beads from uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, you get three goddess beads in every necklace and um, bracelet, and then there's also cool semi-precious stones like rose quartz for self-love and hematite for strength and courage and amethyst for um, healing and calming. 
so uh yeah check us out strongwomenco.com for those super psyched super psyched uh about all of the people who are interested i actually don't know if i'm gonna run out before christmas it's possible that i will so uh check us out um for that um little sidebar thinking about my meditation uh talks earlier okay so back to now that you're now i've got you thinking about christmas (laughs) and all the things that you have to do (laughs) When it comes to Christmas, I mean, I like I am a Christmas lover. Like, do not get me wrong. And of course, you know, it is it is really solstice. Who are we kidding? It's a festival of light. It's it's when the axis turns towards the sun, and we know that the days are going to get longer after December twenty first, and uh, particularly on December twenty fifth is uh, when we can see a noticeable difference. Uh, but uh, I know all the things and all the good and bad that go with Christmas. But I am a Christmas lover. And um, I love even the hecticness. I love putting so much thought into presents. I love um, planning it out. Um, and and uh, I think what's really great is when you can plan Christmas in a way that feeds your soul and brings you joy without breaking the bank. Let's face it, that's corporatization, commercialization of Christmas. And without um, making you feel like you're pouring from an empty cup been depleted and seen to everyone else so in that kind of spirit of everything that we know that you have on the go let's gather our whole selves up all those little tiny traces of yourself and fingerprints of yourself and different pieces of your essence that you've left all over let's just bring it all into a nice tight package into your body and we're going to take three beautiful breaths together two from two will be out from your mouth and the last one will do in out through your nose all right so breathing in that nice cool air in through your nose hold and out with a sigh that felt really great Now let's do this again and we're going to breathe in all of the fun and the joy and the smiles and the laughter and the pretty lights of Christmas and let out all the frustrations, expectations, all that stuff. All right, now this time in and out through the nose, keeping your power in through your nose, nice and And then out through your nose. Keeping that body all as a capsule for the power that you have. Hmm. I think I needed a fourth one there. Maybe you do too. I invite you to take it if so. So, now that we have our breaths out of the way, win, win, win. We remembered. Let's get it. Let's get on to the show. All right, today's show, I think I'm going to call it I'm Sensitive and I'd Like to Stay That Way. It's inspired by uh, a lyric uh, that'll be coming up in our featured song a little bit later. Um, But the topic today is about um, being an empath, 
being a sensitive person, being a feeler, um, and kind of understanding yourself, understanding how to deal with yourself, and also how to live a healthy, happy existence by developing uh, some healthy, semi-permeable boundaries, or flexible boundaries, as they're sometimes called. So I wanted to do this topic uh, for a a while now. Uh, I wanted to share uh, just some things that I've picked up along the way while I I consider myself an empath, a sensitive person, a feeler. Um, I know it comes up with a lot with my clients um, who are often empaths and just kind of like um, pick up on a lot of things or, um, and I I will say, you know, if you're like, what's an empath? Uh, You know, what's a sensitive person? So uh, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, definitions, um, all kind of around the same idea that if you are an empath, um, you're taking in a lot of information and it might not just be, it's nonverbal often, um, and you can pick up on energies. Um, so uh, I didn't have the word empath up until maybe, I don't know, maybe four, four or five years ago, I finally got it and was like, oh, this is why when I walk into certain rooms, I feel certain things or um, why I can understand uh, things that uh, when the information hasn't been presented officially yet. Um, so if you are wondering if you're an empath, if you can just pick up on things, um, if you feel a lot, like sometimes I'd just be in my house and just feeling, feeling the world. I remember, especially when in different stages of my own awakening and I would just be feeling the world. And I mean, I would be fine and, um, I would be, you know, just kind of going about my life, but some days things would just feel really, really heavy and, and it wouldn't feel like mine. It would feel like like other things, like outside world, and sometimes I could even feel like the different energies just kind of coming into my space and into my my kind of um, energy field. And um, I was really confused about this for a long time. If you uh, think you might be an empath, or you're a highly sensitive person, um, or a feeler, you could just Google those words. I'd suggest it. Google, you know, what is an empath, and uh, you'll come up with uh, a, a bunch of different sites. Um, you know, see which ones resonate with you. Um, but if you were listening to this, um, it's it's likely, it's very very likely that you are a sensitive person, a feeler. Uh, just kind of a knower, you know, if you just know certain things without explaining sometimes, um, uh, or very likely that you're also uh, an, an empath. And and, I th- and, and it's funny, uh, I think I thought that empaths were a minority or a very small group. And like the more people I meet, when people are really being honest, a lot, a lot more people are identifying with this um this term, this kind of uh, concept, uh, and it can be freeing to uh, when you finally have a word for it. That I certainly found it that way. Um, but I wanted specifically to talk uh, to you about a couple of different things uh, about being an empath and a sensitive person or a feeler. Um, first of all, I wanted to say how your sensitivity is a strength and a gift. And you might not always see it like that. I certainly didn't see it like that um, up until maybe four or five, uh, six maybe years ago. Um, it's not what I was taught. Uh, and as sensitive as I am now and, and, and empathetic uh, and, and being an empath as I am now, I'm an adult. When I was a kid, I didn't understand my feelings. I didn't understand feelings around me. So I was I was just a sensitive kid. And 
you know, with like uh, nervous belly in grade one and um, just like literally in grade two, I remember Mrs. Jones yelling at um, a student beside me, not me, and I burst into tears because I just knew, I knew, I thought, I had an idea of what that other student, other child felt and it was too overwhelming for me. So, you know, it was kind of like an ongoing joke in the fam. Kelly's so sensitive and and uh, just like a mocking thing, really. And I was taught that uh, my sensitivity was a weakness, a character flaw, something to be ashamed of, something I had to change. I was told repeatedly, uh, Kelly, this world's going to chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> what a thing to say to a child. Um, but I was told that uh, repeatedly by my parents um, and told that I had to be different and that um, uh, my sensitivity uh, was something that was going to get in the way of my happiness and was something that embarrassed them. And it, w- it was a lot. Like, it, it really genuinely was a lot. And, you know, um, it, I think a part was just uh, being told that some like my natural state of being was wrong in some way. And of course, you know, my parents and other people didn't have the, the language or the concepts uh, when I was a kid. As I mentioned, I only got the, the language and the concepts in the last uh, few years. But um, just kind of want to tease out this idea. And maybe you have also been told that your uh, sensitivity or in, your, in your feelings and how much you feel is um, some kind of character flaw or something that you had to change. And I think, you know, when I zoom out, um, it's, it's kind of obvious why society has mocked and undervalued, belittled um, things like being an empath, being sensitive, or, or, you know, following your intuition or listening to your intuition or even being connected to your intuition. And it really comes back to, you probably guessed it, you know, the system of patriarchy right like it really is so in the system of patriarchy where there where there are certain things valued those are things that are usually in the realm of toxic masculinity so um things about you know dominating and being tough and strong and not showing weakness not showing vulnerability and just having this like you know impenetrable facade and like that is what in many ways has been um celebrated, revered, um, and uh, valued in our society. And of course, those are the traditional in a very black and white dichotomy, masculine kinds of, of traits. And anything that had anything to do with women or femininity or uh, was considered wrong and, and, and bad and, and weak and something to not be desired. So if we're thinking about, you know, like uh, big picture things, it is the system of patriarchy that we're currently in that tells us that we are not supposed to be uh, soft or vulnerable and we're not supposed to feel and we're supposed to be hard all the time, which of course is like so stupid (laughs) because that is not how human beings work, right? Like human beings are... uh, are soft. We are genuinely soft. We are social beings. We are um, beings who want love and comfort and joy and pleasure. And and just having to do this whole hardness and pretend that we're not so sensitive is it's really uh, damaging, right? It's it's something that that hurts a lot of people. It hurts men and women. Um, so you know when you uh, actually 
uh, embrace your sensitivity, embrace your empathness, embrace that you are a feeler and you pick up on things and you, you are connected to your intuition or you acknowledge your intuition. Whenever you're doing any of those things, those are revolutionary acts in a world that tells us we're not supposed to do those things. We're not supposed to value our, our intuition. We're not supposed to be sensitive. We're not supposed to be vulnerable, right? Uh, so it, every time you do that, and this is like those those micro kinds of acts that we do, you know, of course, there's big, big rebellions and big revolutionary acts. And of course, those are hugely important. And, you know, you got your women's marches and your letter writing and, you know, you're posting on Facebook and all those things that you can do. But then there's also the things that you can do inside yourself. Um, and one of those things you can do to really help and really rebel <laughs> against the system that is uh, keeping so many of us down and to be a true revolutionary is to appreciate those beautiful parts of yourself that are sensitive. It took me a long time to not be a ashamed of my sensitivity and even a longer time to uh, understand and accept it uh, but now I see it as one of my superpowers and I, I learned I learned how to treat myself um, and this comes up a lot with clients but um, this is I heard this analogy or I read this analogy once and I it just clicked something inside of me and I was like oh right this is how I should treat myself and so now knowing and accepting and understanding uh, that I am an empath and I pick up on a lot of things, uh, some a lot of things I don't even understand immediately or may never understand, <laughs> but uh, you're picking up on things and you're, you're sensitive. So now that I've gotten to a place where I can accept that about myself and not see it as something that I have to change or dislike or, or, or um, you know, uh, just throw some negative uh, ideas or energy at, and instead, I, I, uh, I see as something that's so valuable because I, I know things that other people don't <laughs> sometimes. Um, but uh, one of the things that helped me was um, this analogy of like how you treat, how you would treat a sensitive microphone. So if you had a sensitive microphone, so you, you went out and of course you, if a sensitive microphone is more valuable than a non-sensitive microphone. So if you went and you did put the investment in for a sensitive microphone, um, and if you're going between gigs or whatever you use that sensitive microphone for, you wouldn't just take that microphone and throw it into your bag and then go out the door and have that sensitive microphone bang against everything in your bag. And you wouldn't just haul it out and, you know, drop it on the ground and all of these things. No, you would handle that sensitive microphone with care because you wanted that sensitive microphone to stay sensitive and you understood the value of that sensitive microphone. So instead of throwing it in your bag, you would very much likely put it in a protective case, you know, like the one that it came in. Um, and then, you know, you'd put that in with care and you'd take that case and then put that in your bag with care. And, you you know, you wouldn't walk with reckless disregard. It's knowing that the sensitive microphone is in your purse. And uh, when I heard that analogy first, I was like, oh, my goodness, you're so right. You know, uh, I had been treating myself like I'm like I wasn't sensitive. I was treating myself almost like trying to beat the sensitivity out of myself by a not acknowledging it, b totally avoiding it, c hating that part of myself, or d like almost punishing myself, like the, knowing that I'm a sensitive person and pretending I wasn't, or 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 hoping that if I pretended long enough it would go away. Um, uh, but the the idea of thinking like no, I need I need a protective case, <laughs> I I need to be handled with care, and I need to handle myself with care, right? Uh, I 
don't like violent movies. I, I, I don't like a lot of loud noises, bright lights. Um, uh, there's some things that I certainly, I just, because I'm sensitive, uh, and, you know, a sensitive microphone isn't for all things, um, uh, I, I need to just take in the data of what I'm, I'm, what, what I need and what, what, uh, what makes me happy. And, you know, uh, watching extreme violence on shows um, doesn't make me happy. That's why I had to stop watching Outlander. I know there's a lot of us like that, but, uh, and also great Game of Thrones. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the non-rapey <laughs> episodes and I get my husband to watch them first. I'd be like, is there any rape scenes in this? Oh, no, I can't watch this episode either. There's a lot of seasons of that. My point being, um, your, your sensitivity comes across in a bunch of different ways, and you have to kind of figure out what that protective case that you need, you get to decide, you know? What's the barrier that you need? What, what is the, the protection? What is the, the mindfulness, the, the care that you need so that you can uh, stay sensitive be sensitive and that you can respect that sensitivity because it is a huge value. So what, what do you think it would feel like to stop fighting your nature and to be handled, to handle yourself with extra care? What would it feel like to embrace it, to love it, to value your sensitivity, your empatheticness? By appreciating and loving yourself, of course, as I mentioned, you're doing a revolutionary act. You're also filling up your cup. You know, when you accept your, yourself as a whole, as you are right now, not in 15 pounds, not in six weeks, not when you get that deadline done. When you're accepting yourself right now as you are, you know, that, that is a huge way to just let yourself know that you're valuable and you're worth it. Because you are worth it course you are. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of tips now for being an empath or a sensitive person. These are tips that come up a lot with uh, in my clients and in, um, things that I've certainly helped. And again, you Google online, you know, um, helpful tip for being an empath or highly sensitive person, you're going to find all kinds of uh, great, well, I some of them are definitely great <laughs> articles. Uh, it is the internet after all. So again, look for the things that resonate with you. But uh, well, this is another, so there was two analogies that really helped me understand my uh, sensitivity-ness. One was the sensitivity, I should say. One was the, um, the, the sensitive microphone uh, mal- analogy, metaphor. And then there was this other thing. And this one, I kind of, I came up uh, on my own. People were talking about boundaries and healthy boundaries. And this gets thrown around a lot without actually understanding what that means or looks like. Um, so I started to understand I needed healthy boundaries. And I specifically needed to kind of like put up uh, a semi-permeable wall around myself, around my energy field, my aura, like just like not just my body, but just kind of like, you know, there's all kinds of of, um, uh, science now that tells us uh, that auras are real. Not a surprise. I mean, my goodness, we're bioelectric magnetic beings, of course. (laughs) Of course, we're emitting electronic uh, uh, fields from our bodies. Um, if, if nothing else, we're a battery uh, at the very simplest terms. But besides that, we're much more complicated. So, of course, we're having this, this, this energy field all around us and, and uh, things can go in or out. So how I see myself now and how I help uh, some of my clients in understanding um, how to uh, protect themselves and have healthy boundaries, particularly if they are, you know, uh, sensitive people and empaths, which a lot of my clients end up being. Um, I see myself as l- like a cell. You know, like you remember like in biology textbooks, 
what a cell looks like and there's the nucleus in the middle and then there's kind of like what looks like a bit of space you know around it and then outside of course you have your cell wall and so how I see myself is I, my body, my heart, my, my kind of physicalness, um, uh, that's the nucleus. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like happy in, in my happy, you know, uh, semi-permeable cell wall uh, that is as big or as little as I need it to be or want it to be uh, at any given time. But it's usually pretty steady. Um, and uh, that cell wall, that semi-permeable cell wall, and sometimes like especially if, if, you, if you see me now, I got my hands outstretched with my palms kind of like there's this cell wall all around me and I decide what gets to come in and I decide what doesn't right so just like a cell wall that opens up to let certain things in and is strengthened and, and rigid to not let other things in um, just like you know when we're getting sick it's our cell walls that need essential fatty acids and um, uh, vitamin C to stay strong like we have the ability you know you are directing your life you are the captain of this sh your ship and the master of your fate um, you are the boss of your body and you decide what gets in what gets in your body what gets into your psyche what gets into your heart what gets into your emotional field what gets into your electrical field you decide what gets through that semi-permeable uh, wall and another thing for uh, empaths is downtime. Girlfriend, uh, I know I talk about this a lot, but downtime, if you are taking in, imagine that sensitive microphone on 24-7-365, right? It's just going to get exhausted and not be so sensitive. It'll be fatigued, broken, got to get fixed. So uh, the downtime when you are picking up so much energy is absolutely crucial. And then, of course, the other thing um, is choosing wisely how do you spend your time and who do you spend your time with you know uh, give yourself permission to say no or avoid certain people I gave myself permission to say no I don't do violent movies anymore nope I um, you know avoid certain people who feel like vexations on my soul and that's not a, it's not avoid in a bad way it's like no that's an empowering way like I get to decide who I spend my time with I get to decide who I spend energy on and I'm no longer, thanks be to goddess, spending time and wasting energy on people who um, are energy vampires or otherwise trying to get in and get their little, mostly subconscious, their uh, uh, nails into you, their claws into you so that they can try to suck you f uh, dry. Because if you are an empath or a sensitive person, that could be something that uh, is definitely uh, occurring in your life because it's those people who are trying to drain from others who kind of attach themselves to empaths or sensitive people. So what do you think? Uh, does this, what we talked about here today, seeing your sensitivity as a strength and uh, um, seeing it as a gift, um, treating yourself like a sensitive microphone that needs to be protected, treating yourself, realizing you are a cell with a semi-permeable wall that you can let things in or not. How does that make you feel? What does it make you think of? Does it help you value yourself more? I hope so. I hope so. And now, let's do our featured song. I think you're really going to like it. Our featured song today, uh, this one is extremely fitting, 
It's called uh, I'm Sensitive by Jewel. Uh, released it from her and her Pieces of View uh, album from 1995. This is one of those albums. I don't know if I got it in Columbia House or, or not. You know, remember we used to buy a bunch of CDs for the price of one or whatever. But uh, this was this album that, of course, uh, many of us uh, know uh, from beginning to end. It was one of Jules' big albums. She didn't really have a whole lot after this. Maybe one other one. But I loved this song. Um, I remember hearing it when uh, I was about 15 or so. And I, I just it just felt very validating. Um, and you know, the, the kind of the premise is I'm sensitive and I'd like to stay that way, or that's the kind of the, the catch line in it. And, um, I hadn't ever before, um, heard anyone acknowledge that they were sensitive or that they wanted to stay that way or could stay that way. So I remember when I heard it when I was 15, it, it, it was kind of like just the, in the doorway of me understanding, um, my sensitivity, my being an empath and, um, and, and on my journey to embrace um, that gift and strength of mine started with this very song that uh, I'm about to play for you right now. And of course, um, you know, Jewel is a um, icon of, of the 90s, but um, there are a couple of cool feminist lines too in it. And one of it in particular is, you always tell me that it's impossible to be respected and be a girl. And I remember that one really, really hit me hard when I was 15 or 16 and having my um, eyes uh, opened to the injustices and realities of um, what being a girl in, um, in this world meant. So I thank uh, Jewel for making this song, creating this song. I believe this was the album that she like recorded while she was living in her car or something. Um, and uh, I just love this song so much. And whenever I hear the first couple kind of just like do, 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 it, it just kind of like calms me down. It's like I'm sensitive and I'd like to stay that way. So I'll leave this song with you. Um, course subscribe to the pod share this pod with anyone who you think is an empath or is highly sensitive or a feeling kind of person you know you feel lots um to help them have uh, uh validate their feelings and just to have a kind of a a more holistic view of themselves um so that they can love appreciate and accept themselves uh for who they are right now including all those beautiful sensitivities so I'll ta- let Jill, Jewel take it from here. I'm sensitive and I'd like to stay that way. I was thinking that I might fly today just to Oh.